Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, presented by the Union Tribune. I'm Kevin Acey, my boss, Jay Posner. He's in San Diego, I Miami, an undisclosed location in Miami. How are you, Jay? I'm doing well, Kevin, but I'm not in Miami, so that's probably why I'm doing better than you at this point. So <laughs> I, it's, I'm not sure there's too many places where I'd rather not be than... Uh, than South Florida in June like this. But, uh, hey, you get to see Whoa. some baseball, and it's indoors, so you do have that going for you. They do. They have the retractable roof, which is good, because I don't know if you just heard me. I'm looking out the window in my hotel right now. I looked out 30 seconds ago. It was slightly cloudy. Black clouds are now right there. It is about to pour here. So, But Marlins Park covered for their three games. Padres took three or four from the Marlins in San Diego. Three of the matchups in San Diego, pitching matchups, the exact same. The Padres will roll out Eric Lauer, Tyson Ross, and Clayton Richard. The Marlins will roll out, roll out Caleb Smith, Dan Straley, and Jose Ureña. Great. Like there said, go all, there go all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not the only one who prepares, Jay. No, Padres I know. I, three of four. They did, and, they, and the interesting thing to me will be the Eric, uh, more than anything else is the Eric Lauer start. Because I was at the game on Memorial Day when Lauer pitched, and he was terrible. Uh, and Miami battered him all over the place in those first couple of innings. And the Padres got killed in that game and then came back and won the next three. Now, Lauer came back over the weekend, pitched much better. So we'll see what he does now that he sees the Marlins for a second time and how he adjusts and how they adjust and how all that uh, – all that goes, and the Padres did not hit Caleb Smith in that game at all. Um, nope. I think, Ray, I think his longest. I was going to say, I think Reyes hit a home run, and that was the only run they scored mm-hmm. off of him uh, yep. in that game. And then Reyes homered the next two days off uh, Straley and uh, Urena as well. So, uh, if, if nothing else, you would think they would be pitching Fran Mill Reyes uh, carefully this weekend. Uh, but the Padres did come up with with twenty two <laughs> runs that week and and had a big dramatic. Uh, walk-off ground ball throwing error, I think it was, uh, mm-hmm. to win one of those games. And Wednesday? They, the Wednesday game, and they they mm-hmm. got wins in the other games as well. And then they went on to post two out of three against the Reds and two out of three against the Braves and a seven and three homestand. And the Padres are 19 and 15 since April ended. And we figured out with our tremendous math skills that that's a 559 pace, and if they played at that pace all season, they'd be winning the West. <laughs> so, all those games we didn't think mattered there in April. Yeah. Look, oh, well, this team's going to be terrible. And look, we're not saying that uh, we're expecting this to go. I don't think that we're saying that, Jay. Um, but they did just take two or three from the Braves who came in as the NL East leaders. Um, again, they, they split with the Cardinals when they were in San Diego. Uh, they took three or four against the Pittsburgh Pilots, Pirates who were leading the uh, NL Central when the Padres got to Pittsburgh. Um At the very least, I'm enjoying that there are different results that are being, you know, that are as a a result of this team is getting better. These young players are getting better. So it's actually kind of cool that they're seeing results. And then for me, as the guy who has to write about (laughs) this team, uh, it's kind of cool because, oh, all right, so this is why this works and this works. I, I just think. The story of the season is still the same uh, for me is what I'm trying to say. It's still the same for me. It's about them getting better. I would agree with that. I think there there will come a point where if they you know continue to, to play 
better baseball and continue to win games and they and they they hang around in the west you know at at five games out yeah. or whatever that it i guess oh, at yeah. some point you have to start taking that seriously but you know right now there's still four teams ahead of them they're still whatever it is four and a half five games out uh depending on when people are listening to this and i, I mean they don't show signs of being a team that is going to you know contend for anything this year but they are they are playing better there are nights where they are getting really good pitching the bullpen as is usually the case here has been excellent i mean we saw that on display wednesday out at petco with a bullpen game where matt strom gave up a, a home run to freddie freeman in the first inning and that was it and uh you know they shut down a pretty good braves lineup after that and and you know everything that Andy Green did as far as when he went to which guy and which guy he went to and all that, all the matchups worked out for him. And Brad Hand closed it out by. I still I watched that clip a couple times last night online of of Hand pitching to Freeman and Marcakis and just making you know two really 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 good hitters just look really really bad. Uh, so again, as you said, it's it's in, it's much more interesting to watch nineteen and fifteen than ten and twenty. And, you know, we'll see what happens as, as things roll along. This is an interesting trip where after Miami, they have to go to St. Louis and Atlanta and we'll see, you know, how that, uh, how that plays out. Jay, you say, let's make sure that we're, we're talking about the same thing here. You say they don't show signs of a team that's going to contend. And I, I, I would agree with you and say it's because of this. A team that is a contender has one or the other or both of these things. And that would be one or two you know, dominant or borderline dominant starting pitchers. Okay. And they've got like a couple guys in the heart of the order that are hitting the ball out of the ballpark regularly. Um, you know, always coming up with that big hit and, Eric Hosmer may be that guy someday where he's always coming up with the big hit because he does come up with big hits. We've got zero protection in the lineup and he's just streaky as heck. And, and so, um, the, the potties don't have that guy there. They're, you know, Eric Hosmer and Jose Pirella, who can't hit the ball out of the ballpark, um, are their big uh, RBI and runners in scoring position, uh, you know, performers. And then that's great what Clayton Richard, super impressive what he's doing, what Tyson Ross is doing. But they don't have that guy where you go, this is this guy's going to you know shove it up the other team's rear end, uh, you know, every time that he goes out there. And that's why I would say for all the positives and all the learning and and all this, it's very encouraging that they're not a contending team. Right, and of course when they do get Lucchese back, which I you know, could be on this trip, right? Um, toward the end, yep. Toward the end of it. So we'll see where he is again. And, and you know, they're going to face a decision here in the next, I don't know, seven, eight weeks, and we're a long way away from that. But in terms of someone like Tyson Ross, is that a guy you're going to trade uh, if you're mm-hmm. five games out of first place? Or are you suddenly going to start, you know, going into buying mode? I mean, we're, I still think we're a long way away from talking about that. And yeah. But at some point, there is going to be a decision are you buyers? Are you sellers? And you know, right now, I would still put them in the seller category because I, I, I'm yes. just not buying this this particular team long term over the next hundred games or whatever is left in this season. I guess it's a few more than that. But you know, they could they still have several weeks to 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 prove us wrong. And if they get through this stretch now, you know, 23 out of 28 on the road, and then even after that, they come home and play the Dodgers and the Cubs. You know, let's see where they are at the All Star break after a, a long, break. a long stretch uh, against you know mostly pretty good teams as well as some division teams, and and that's where you kind of get to the point where, all right, we can make some decisions here. 
Absolutely. And I don't know if you saw that dropped in one of my uh, stories here. It's not something that they want to talk about necessarily at this point, but I certainly didn't just, you know, make it up or, or guess on it, but I dropped it into a, a game story that, you know, I think it was after, it was after the 14 to one loss uh, that look, the Padres are still sellers. They're, you know, it's what, you know, Tyson Ross and, and Brad Hand and virtually everybody else um, could be had for the right price. Um, at the same time, if they're two games out in the time frame we're talking about here, uh, you know, getting into July, guarantee you that they will do what they think they need to do in order to be contenders. They're not going to let that pass. But at this point, all that's happened is, you know, they've talked about it and <laughs> look. We're still a ways away. Somebody wants to come and wants to give us something. We'll we'll part with uh, one or more of these guys. That's where they're at right now. Right, and you know, if it does come to where they are contending, just as long as they don't trade away the next Corey Kluber, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure we any of us who follow this team can can take another one of those watching a guy be a star for the next ten years and say, oh yeah, but at least we got. Oh yeah, we didn't get anything for that guy. What, 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 what's going to be great is no matter who they send away, there's going to be that word because Corey Kluber was in San Antonio. Right. Um, well, and, nobody thought Corey Kluber was going to be a Cy Young pitcher, and and I'll guarantee <laughs> the Indians didn't either. But you know, I think the Padres certainly thought that Ryan Ludwig would be better than Ryan Ludwig yes. turned out to be. But as we said, that's a long way from happening. Uh, several several games coming up, several trips to take, several good teams to play. And you know we'll go. Uh, we'll we'll see where we are in a month or so, and and I'm sure we'll talk about it many times before that. But uh, any impressions out of the draft, um, Kevin? I know you weren't uh, you yeah. weren't writing about it, but we were both uh, reading about it. And the Padres, you know, took a couple high school kids early, and then went on a big run of of college players after that. I don't know anything about any of these guys, and I don't know how many people really do. That's the beauty. After covering the NFL all those years, and the draft was so incredibly overhyped, but at least those players were on the team that year. Um, we are. You know, it's hard to keep track of all the guys that are you know doing so well at uh, Fort Wayne. And you know what? The chances are we're not going to hear about what, one, two of those guys uh, in the majors at any point for the Padres? Uh, these kids who were drafted were so far away, so I will readily admit that I, I know very little uh, outside of, of what I've read about what they did. I do find it interesting, the strategy of just a best player and just stock it up. I mean, look at the Padres right now. They've got four or five kids uh, between single uh, A, low single A, single A and double A that are playing really well on the left side of the infield. Oh my gosh, they have too many. No, they don't because only one or two of those guys are going to make it. Um, and so the Padres stacking up, uh, you know, left-handed pitching for goodness sake. Oh my gosh, they have so many. Well, not really because only one or two of those guys are going to make it to the majors or be a championship caliber player. Uh, that's what I do find fascinating about what they do. Right. I, I don't think there's ever anything wrong with having too many shortstops, too many catchers, nope. too many, catchers. too many left-handed pitchers or p any pitchers, but especially left-handed pitchers mm -hmm. because Look, if you happen to hit on four or five of them, great, because then you can start. You know, then you have great trade chips, and you can fill in. You can fill in holes elsewhere because there are going to be plenty of teams that are going to be looking for for people at those positions. So the the more you can, the more you can stock up on those guys. I think, I think the better. And you know, they they've certainly done that the last couple of years with left-handed pitchers in the top ten of the draft uh, with Gore and now uh, Weathers and. 
you know, taking a shortstop right after that, I, and then another shortstop in the third round. I don't think anybody's yep. going to complain about uh, about that. For one thing, one of those guys was a college shortstop; the other one's a high school shortstop. So they're not going to be at yep. the same on the same level uh, right now, anyway. And this is what I'm excited about to, to find out because I really am. I'm enjoying watching this process. If this team becomes a contender. I'm just going to have too much to do because I'm really enjoying watching the, you know, okay, well, so when does this happen? When does this happen? You've noticed Jay that like every week at at least one of these minor league affiliates, if not two or, or three, the Padres will have like the player of the week or the pitcher of the week or the player of the month. Right. And, or, you know, you're seeing a tweet out from the uh, Fort Wayne tin caps and it shows you this, kid make an incredible play or you know he's got this uh kid you know batting 900 or whatever for the last 12 games <laughs> okay great that's fort wayne if that starts happening or continues to happen next year that's when you go okay the padres are set and they can start trading some of those guys or you know they keep the ones that they really and they can start to shape their organization so right now it's like oh that's great but when these kids start getting 19, 20, 21, and they're at double A, um, and they're at Lake Elsinore at high single A, um, we're about a year away from finding out, is this really the best farm system uh, in, in baseball? Well, I think that's what makes what they're doing even more interesting is the idea that they, they like playing guys at young and for the, for their league, uh-huh. you know, with, with guys like Urias and Tatis, those guys have played above their age level. Uh, so to speak. So, and I, I think they're doing that with other guys. But it is interesting to to follow along. I, I love seeing highlights of this guy Chris Paddock, um, who's who's pitching up at Lake Elsinore. And Jeff Sanders did a story on him recently. I mean, he he looks like that's the kind of guy you know when you trade Fernando Rodney, a guy like Fernando Rodney, and you get a guy back that looks like he's going to be something. That's when you get excited about these deals. And and you know you're, you're not just saying, oh, we're giving away good players. Yeah, you're giving away good players who aren't necessarily needed right now, hoping that you hit on a guy that's that's going to turn into you know your next number one or number two starter. And uh, you know, for now, Paddock looks like the kind of guy that's worth following, and Logan Allen looks like the kind of guy that's worth following. And you know, those uh-huh. and uh, obviously Tatis, and you know, so I, I think it's it is interesting. Uh, but we don't want to get away from the major leagues uh, too no, far. But when, that how you know how that plays in though. You know how that plays in, though? They're through the draft now, and they're going to start assessing moving guys up, be that a guy from Fort Wayne to Lake Elsinore, or Lake Elsinore to San Antonio, San Antonio to El Paso, or San Antonio to San Diego. Um, but wait a minute, based on what we were talking about earlier, if they're two games out, it'll be different. Right, right. You know, if they're ten games out, sure, you know what? It's time for Logan Allen to be here right now time for you know what enough waiting for Luis Urias um it's time to 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 sit you know get him here and and have him step up um but if they're actually contenders well maybe you put that off a little bit but we're I think we're talking about about the all-star break when we get a a little clearer uh path uh for a Luis Urias uh Logan Allen maybe even a Fernando Tatis uh, and that will depend on, on how the team is doing up here right and I mean I guess you could say it could even be sooner if things were to fall you know go completely off the rails yeah. here but I, I don't think people want to see that happen so we'll we'll see what happens and, and you know they've got a, a, we said with the Marlins coming up that's that's a series that you would you know think they could win that series and and then go on into the into the tougher part of this trip and we will uh, we will talk on Monday when you are in St. Louis yeah. and uh, we'll see what happened over the weekend and at least we know there won't be any rainouts this week 
Yes, well, not this week. Uh, rain in the forecast for both of the next couple stops, but of course it was forecasted the entire last trip and only had a 10-minute rain delay in Washington, so right. hopefully that's what happens again. Well, it's, so also summer, that, it's also summertime in Atlanta and St. Louis, so that means there's rain in the forecast yep. pretty much every day. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on Monday, and uh, until then, Kevin, enjoy your weekend. Indeed. Marlins Park, here I come. I'll see you. Okay, thanks.